Hello, everyone. Welcome to What is a Podcast, the podcast with hard hitting facts and soft hitting people. Um, so I want to start once again with an update on the podcast. The podcast is now also on Castbox.fm. Castbox is a podcasting app or website, I guess you could say it is. And Castbox is um, very easy to use. I know I had listened to it, or I listened to Castbox. I actually have Castbox downloaded on my phone because one of the podcasts that I frequent is, I believe, sponsored by Castbox or partnered by Castbox. And because of that, they um, they shout out Castbox every episode because they are partnered with Castbox. So while I was looking at how to spread my wings as far as possible without spraining any ligaments, I was looking at Castbox and I was like, okay, I'll just upload my shit on the Castbox. And Castbox is similar to SoundCloud, as in you really just need like your your artwork, your cover art, and you need your um your audio file, your MP three or mp4 or m4a so i did that i created a channel and we are now on castbox and castbox is really easy to use if i had known better i probably would have started on castbox because you don't have to deal with any stupid rss feeds or anything like that you do need the rss feed for other shit though so you do need to learn about that but for castbox it's um very smooth very easy going and there's no approval like Google Play and iTunes need to get approved because it goes on their actual like store area. So um, they need to get approved so you're not like making death threats or anything. But CastBox, it's not a store. That shit's all free. So they don't give an absolute fuck about what you say on there, it seems like. So, um, yeah, thank you, CastBox, for being easy, for being um, being suitable for people to use being easy and intuitive and overall great so that is castbox.fm if you have a podcast or you want to learn more about what a podcast is um yeah go to castbox check it out dick around for a bit but on this podcast um i wanted to also actually let me backtrack a little bit sorry about that no edits here though Um, I also, I'm, the podcast in its current state might look a little weird on iTunes or Google Play or anything like that because I beefed up the audio on the last podcast on episode three. I beefed it up so it would sound louder and in doing so, I changed it from an M4A file to an MP4 file, which is kind of like a video type of file. So I decided to upload both the M4A and the MP4 Just in case the MP4 wasn't compatible, I would still have the M4A. But it turns out they're both compatible. So I'm going to probably stick to MP4 formats for a while, forever, until they come up with something better. Just because um, the audio is louder and better and meatier. So we can get um, as good as a listening experience as possible. Um, and it's also like when I make, when I post this on YouTube, which is like a hassle and all that shit, it goes to MP4 anyway. So you might as well have MP4 on everything to keep the quality the same all around. So on CastBox, I got a little bit ahead of myself, but 
cast box has all mp4s the rest of the services have two mpas and one M mp4 or m4a i think i said mpa m4a so that's all said and done and all fine and dandy but um yeah now it should be straight mp4s for now until eternity so now after that after i got distracted for a little bit or got ahead of myself for a little bit i did want to introduce some topics for the podcast um or that i wanted to talk about today and as usual i have my guyaki yerba mate i am drinking revelberry flavor that you can get on amazon.com um i have an addiction to yerba mate that's not what i want to talk about but i do have an addiction and it's costing me a shit ton of money over the past month and a half i've honestly probably spent like a hundred dollars on yerba mate because it's like three dollars a can 12 for a 12 bag of yerba mate it costs a shit ton of money but I love it, and you know what? I could be smoking cigarettes right now, but I'm not. So, I guess I'll deal with it. It should be okay. <clears throat> and it makes me fucking burp, but we'll have to deal with the burps. People like burps. I like burps. Like, people like, oh, it's unattractive when girls burp. No, it's fucking not. I love it when girls burp. But anyway, I want to talk about the MLB All-Star Game for a minute or 10 minutes, or however fucking long, because the MLB All-Star Game happened a few days ago, and I liked it. I thought it was good. They've been doing a lot of things where... And I'm about to open this door because it's kind of hot in here. I don't know if that picked up on the camera or on the microphone or whatever. Um, but the MLB All-Star Game highlighted the good parts of the MLB. There was good pitching. Good hitting, a lot of home runs. There were 10 home runs. But it also highlighted kind of the negative because in the All-Star game, they like to interview players on the field. This is a new thing they've been doing for like the past two years now. <clears throat> and it's entertaining. The players have personalities. But the problem is MLB doesn't do enough to highlight the personalities. And I know like Bomani Jones on High Noon and a couple other people were saying, we need more personality in baseball. I know earlier before the season started, people were saying we need more personality in baseball. And there was an issue, I think, with um, the commissioner Manfred, who runs the Major League Baseball. Commissioner Manfred was like, Mike Trout, who's the best player in the league at the current moment, does not do enough to market himself. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mike Trout is literally, he doesn't need to do very much to market himself because Mike Trout um, is the best player. When you're the best player, you don't have to go super hard and you don't have to market yourself as the best player when your play already considers you the best player like everyone in the league will say mike trout is the best player of all he plays for the los angeles angels of anaheim also known as the los angeles angels also known as the anaheim angels also known as the california angels he plays for them which isn't a big market team 
like the Dodgers, who I hate because I'm a Giants fan, definitely overshadow the Angels. So that's part of it. But he's still the best player. And to say that you're not doing enough for yourself to market and you're fucking with the game of baseball because you're not doing your enough on yourself aside from working hard every fucking day and being the best you can for a baseball team that hasn't won since 2002, even though you made your debut in like 2013 or 14 that is your fault for not doing enough when baseball is still like very old school in its thinking um like baseball there's like the unwritten rules and there's like oh you need to stick to tradition you can't show off you can't do this you can't do that baseball has done a lot to stifle personalities and then the all-star game comes along And the All-Star Game is a time to dick around and a time to just say fuck it and do whatever you want. The All-Star Game has provided like an avenue for players to show off their personality, but only players who made the All-Star Team. Um, So it's hard for people to say like baseball is fixing the problem when they only do it basically during preseason, during spring training, and during the All-Star game. And I get you can't interview people on the field in regular games because it's more intense and actually means something. And the MLB All-Star game doesn't really mean anything. It's just an exhibition game meant to have fun between the National and American League. So it's easy to dick around in that game because it doesn't mean anything. Even though you do want to do well in it, but it doesn't really mean anything, so it's easy to dig around. But to say, to, for Commissioner Manfred to say that, I think that was a misstep. I think that was fucked up. Unnecessary jab at Mike Trout. Mike Trout, I think you're doing amazing. If you ever listen to this, if you ever know who I am, Mike Trout, I think you're amazing. And I love you. And I mean it. Even though I'm a Giants fan. But anyway... Um, The game was good. I actually, in spite of criticizing Major League Baseball for being too traditional and this and that, another thing they do, they don't, like, if your team isn't in the market that you live in, you, like, can't stream it legally, and they fuck with that, and they put a whole bunch of shit on MLB Network, which people don't watch or don't buy. Despite all that, despite my complaints with baseball, they have done some good. Um, They got rid of Papa Slam, which I hated. Because Papa John decided to be a little bit racist, and they got rid of that. Even though I don't think they announced it, they just kind of got rid of it. If you don't know, um, Papa Slam, whenever someone in baseball has a grand slam, MLB social media will be like, this is a Papa Slam. Go buy Papa John's pizza. Papa John, better ingredients, better pizza, Papa fucking John. And I hate that. And a lot of people do too. And they got rid of it finally. It took one N-word to do it, but they did it. Excuse me. So that's good. And I think baseball all-star games are the best. I know I like baseball, so I'm a little bit biased. But in other sports, you don't need... um, You don't need every player on every team to make it. Like in basketball, only a handful of players make it. Football, no one cares about the Pro Bowl. In baseball, every team has at least one player that participates in like the cer- ceremonial part of it. And then you have the Futures game where 
the stars of tomorrow who are in the minor leagues play against each other that's always fun but that comes on at a shitty time slot so i miss it almost every year but i do like the concept and when i have seen it i do like it but the the futures game comes on at a shitty time slot people are working i i can't do it but that's good but the all-star game is just like oh you get to see the 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 good stories of people who are finally all-stars this year people like nick markakis people like shinsu chu like charlie morton people have been playing for like 15 years and have finally become an all-star i think that's really um really nice to see people who maybe haven't been respected as much as they should have finally getting respected and then you get the rookies, like you get the Albi, Aussie Albies, you get um, the Josh Haters. Um, I might talk about Josh Hater a little bit later, but Hater later, that was fun. But I do think that it's a, it's a good mix. And then you get their Bryce Harpers, your Mike Trouts, your Nolan Arenados, who are, you know, perennial all-stars, who are going to be there probably for the next five to ten years in the all-star game. But the All-Star game is good. I I like it. It's a good baseball game. And even though my team, the National League, has lost for like six or seven years in a row, it's a good game. And I think that in baseball, it's different than football or basketball. They don't... But football and basketball, they're not really good games anymore. They're just who can score the most. When in baseball, it's still a good game, which I appreciate. Of course, there's other issues in baseball, like it takes too long, or people think it takes too long. The announcers at Joe Buck, who pretty much every baseball fan hates Joe Buck because he's not as good at commentating baseball as he is commentating other things. Um, I'm sure he does research and all that stuff, but he's just not, it's not his specialty is baseball. So people don't like him, they don't want him to be an announcer they want like someone better but they don't have anyone better to do like these nationally televised games but it is what it is um i went to a baseball game recently at at&t park giants versus a's they won seven to one the giants did and the stadium was packed and everyone is having a good time so people still like baseball even though people shit on baseball people still like baseball like young people old people kids everyone likes baseball still it's just it's harder to get people into a game that lasts so long and that a game that has as many technicalities as they do and a game that is reluctant to advance in terms of like tradition and in terms of making new tradition and in terms of letting people show their personalities like we don't have like a draymond green of the mlb we did actually his name was milton bradley and everyone hated him but we don't really have that right now people hate certain people because they're like rivals or whatever but we don't have like that character of that caliber in the mlb right now so what we get is like we get people who don't really have a personality that we know of they have personalities we follow them on social media but they don't have like the personality that everyone knows like when milton bradley was in the league everyone knows that milton bradley was a fucking jackass everyone knew niger morgan was a fucking jackass but now we just have we have what might be an intentional um muffling or stifling of those personalities 
I don't know if that's by Major League Baseball, by Commissioner Manfred, but it does seem to be happening. They don't like flipping your bat after hitting a home run. They don't like that. Or at least like the more traditional people don't like that. And I think that's kind of what's holding baseball back in terms of getting new kids to play. There's also the criticism of um, black people don't play baseball, which is not true. As an African-American, I can say less African-Americans play baseball, but black people definitely do. They're from the Dominican Republic. They're from Venezuela. They're from Colombia. They're from Curacao. But black people definitely play baseball. And African-Americans are literally the best of all time. You have Jackie Robinson, you have Willie Mays, you have Hank Aaron, you have Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., um, David Ortiz. All these people are black, and they're considered the greatest of all time. So it's not to say black people don't play baseball, that black people aren't good at baseball. It's just not being marketed as well. I mean, I went, like, I've seen Little League teams full of all black kids versus little league teams full of like all white kids and it's just it's more ingrained in like the and like this happens for all sports too but a lot of times like maybe a higher income area they have more resources to put into their kids playing the sport not to say that there are no rich black people because that's not true either but sometimes if it's like a less um a less fortunate or less a league with less money or a city with less money and that city happens to have like maybe a higher percentage of african americans or other kids of color then it can be seen as a white sport or a lot of things can be seen as a white sport i know soccer had that with hope solo saying that in america soccer is a white sport and that that kind of is a case for baseball, I think, sometimes because travel ball is expensive, gear is expensive, all that stuff. So if you don't have the money to pay for that and in America, you know, white privilege is a thing and systematic racism is a thing and generational wealth is a thing, then sometimes it happens that you have a certain group of people who have um, and it's not necessarily their fault, but. You have a certain group of people who have a higher advantage and are more likely to go pro. Um, But black people do play baseball and black people are really good at baseball. And the best players of all time have historically been black. So that argument and I may need to write down my thoughts and articulate that maybe a tad bit better. Um, But yeah, black people can play baseball. I encourage people to play baseball. Because in baseball, if you get paid like Giancarlo Stanton or like Manny Machado is about to get paid or like Bryce Harper is about to get paid, you can be set for life and you can have some guaranteed money if you go pro, Um, which is unlikely. But people do go pro. Um, And even people who are like high prospects sometimes turn to shit. Um, But if you go pro, if you do well, you can get paid less chance for like cte and all that you might get hit in the face with a 90 mile an hour fastball but um other than that you should be good to go it's fun you get to build a teammates you have to think you use your brain use your arm you might fuck up your arm in the process but um it is a nice thing to do it's a great art activity i think for kids to do when i have kids 
Um, if I have a kid who like seems interested in sports, I might have them play baseball or softball or something. Um, just see if they like it, because I think it's uh, I think it's a great activity. But I've talked about that for far too long, so I'm gonna pivot into something that um might be weird, but I want to talk about dogs, because I have two dogs. I have one who's a Chihuahua who's about one years old. I have one who's a mixed breed dog who's about 10, 11 years old. And the dynamic between dogs is very interesting because when you have an adult human and a baby human, adult humans cannot understand baby humans. Baby humans will do goo goo gaga and adults can't understand them. They try, but they can't understand them. And they may be... um, the same for dogs, because when you have a my baby dog tries to talk to my old dog and my old dog, he might be ignoring him. He might just be being an asshole. But the old dog seems to not understand or he seemed it's gotten better now. They seem to not understand what the little dog was talking about. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Maybe dogs are more like humans than we thought. And dogs are dogs are also weird because. I thought at first, because if you don't know, if dogs eat too much chocolate, they'll die. But dogs don't have a natural aversion to chocolate. Like if you give a dog a chocolate bar, it'll try to eat it, which is weird because you would think after all this time, assuming Charles Darwin is correct, that dogs would avoid chocolate. They would have developed an aversion to chocolate. But we've artificially selected dogs and breeded dogs down to shit for some breeds some breeds are absolute idiots so for some of that it's like oh maybe they haven't developed this aversion to things that are bad for you like chocolate smells good all that stuff but is essentially poison for the dogs and you know dogs sleep and then they like another thing that dogs do they sleep And because of, like, dogs' history as hunters and predators and all that, dogs wake up really easily. They sleep a lot, but they wake up really easily. And that's probably part of evolution. They didn't evolve to sleep through things because they need to be on the alert. They need to be in the wild, all that shit. But dogs now are domesticated. So the fact that they're still, like, on red alert no matter what is kind of weird. Like, it's like a leftover remnant of, like, their past as wolves that never really goes away. Um, But what I really wanted to talk about is dogs have something very, very similar to humans. um, And that is dogs have a dick and balls almost exactly like humans. And I know that sounds weird. um, But for me, because I have a... My dog that's old was adopted from the shelter, so he was neutered right away, so he doesn't have balls. But this new dog, this baby one-year-old chihuahua, still has balls. And it's like, wow, dogs have the same dick and balls as humans, essentially. It just has, like, fur on it instead of pubes. And I was like, wow, dogs really have this shit out and not protected like how the fuck did you survive in the wild isn't that sensitive and it's like i was thinking about how you're supposed to like spay and neuter dogs and i feel like it's i feel bad for dogs because on one hand if you don't if the dog doesn't breed 
and you have like you just have your balls it's like you want to mate you want to you know create babies but you can't essentially so you're stuck humping legs and you're humping trees and shit like that basically masturbating because you can't have sex with a real human or in this case a real dog you can't do that because you're sexually frustrated for your entire life because you have these balls but your owner doesn't have another dog of the opposite sex that you can breed with so it's hard for dogs who have balls on the other hand you get your dog's balls cut off and it's like what the fuck where did my balls go why did you cut off my balls like if if you cut off humans balls like regularly like it was considered a humane practice to cut off human balls that would be so fucked up if like doctors all of a sudden just said we need to cut off human balls immediately all men cut off their fucking balls you can keep the dick so you can pee and but no balls that would be incredible even though like balls are a weird part of your body and they serve a vital purpose but they're very sensitive they're very weak they're very soft so they have a lot of downsides and they get in the way and they sweat and they're stinky and ugly and all those things so for dogs it's like oh i have this they don't really have a concept of like stinky and ugly like humans do but i have this thing and you just cut it off you put a cone on my head and it's like what the fuck dogs don't understand that dogs didn't deserve to get their balls cut off but at the same time like if you don't cut your balls off if your dog has a ball sack still then you're like at risk of like getting it injured or like contracting a disease or all that stuff so basically what i'm trying to say is i think about my dog and my dog's dick and balls too much for a regular person so i should probably cut them off because they're bothering me but um it's just a weird thing as a dog owner that like you don't want to say those type of things because it's weird to say oh like my dog's dick has problems or I need to cut off my dog's balls. That's why they call it neutered or spayed because it's weird to say I want to cut off my dog's balls. I want to remove the ball sack. That's basically what you're saying. But the dog, it just um, it just wants it, but it can't it can't have it essentially unless you breed the dogs. And I know that dogs a lot of times in shelters, they get not adopted or they get put down or all those things so it's a good idea in a lot of ways to to chop those balls off but it's just one of the things about dogs that's that's sad like dogs are so happy in a lot of ways but i if i was if i got used to having balls my parents took me to the doctor doctor chopped that shit off but my dad still got to keep his because he gave they gave birth to me so they obviously use theirs, but why can't I have mine? And once once you get that concept, it's like, oh, that's fucked up. But dogs, fortunately for dogs, they don't have that mindset. Dogs, they're very, very strong and intelligent, but they're essentially like really strong babies. And they don't know what to do with themselves unless they have an owner at this point. I'm sure like if you let a dog out in the wild, it can probably hold its own for a while, but... For the most part, they're like babies that need help. So the dog is um, really someone who 
um, needs help, needs a lot of assistance, but has some tragedy in their life. And I, I just feel, I feel really bad in that regard as a dog owner, but it's something you have to do. Um, the dog, otherwise, my dog is great. He's learning, he's walking, he's barking, he's eating, he's drinking, all that stuff. He just can't have sex. And he's, dogs mature fast. So he's like, I want to have sex and I can't, that must, that must be terrible. I'm, I'm so sorry. I just, I can't, I can't think of anything worse, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all. Um, so now what I wanted to do for the podcast, and this might sound stupid and I I don't know how this is going to work exactly, but, um, so what I wanted to do is cause podcasts have ads and the ads are the podcast hosts will, you know, say an advertisement for people who pay them all that stuff. I obviously don't have ads because only a handful of people, if that are listening to what I'm saying right now, but what I wanted to do was like do practice ads, um, just to run through what it would be like. And if someone sees it and like, Oh, this person is good at reading ads. Um, maybe we'll do an ad. So I'm going to do a practice ad, um, in a minute and I'm just going to go through it and see how it goes. Um, I'll pick a company, I'll do an ad, and then maybe they'll see it, maybe they'll actually want to pay me, but for now, um, we're not going to get paid. So here it goes. I'm just going to clear my throat. <coughs> I'm going to um, take a sip of my Guyaki Yerba Mate, have my voice sounding clean and crispy and clear, and here we go. This podcast could potentially be brought to you by SeatGeek. Yes, the, the great company SeatGeek that will give you tickets to your concerts, to your games, to your events, to your comedy shows, to even just buy a seat. SeatGeek is the place for you. SeatGeek is way better than StubHub, way better than Grubhub, way better than all those other online sites. You don't need those. Fuck them. All you need is SeatGeek. SeatGeek, if you want to buy a seat, if you need a seat for your house, if you need furniture, you go to SeatGeek. If you need geek, um, someone to help you with your technology, if you need technical support, if you need the geek squad, you go to SeatGeek. So all my listeners will not get anything off because I do not get paid yet, but maybe I will in the future. But potentially you could go to SeatGeek.com slash Tanzel. That's SeatGeek.com slash T-A-N-S-E-L. That's Tanzel, which is my name. And you could potentially get something off in the future. Once again, that's SeatGeek.com slash Tanzel. SeatGeek.com slash T-A-N-S-E-L. SeatGeek is the best. I wouldn't know because I don't use it and I never have. But if I would, I would assume that SeatGeek is the best. Once again, that is SeatGeek. Thank you, SeatGeek. All right, so that was my best advertiser voice. Um, Maybe one day I'll get an advertiser if I keep this up. Um, But that's all I have for right now. Um, I mentioned in last podcast, podcast number three, that um, it would be two shorter podcasts or 
instead of one hella long podcast, two kind of short podcasts. So this was the second podcast of the shit I had on my mind. Um, I also posted a video about Josh Hader from the MLB All-Star Game on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash altopope. That's A-L-T-A-P-O-P-E. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Taco Tanzel, T-A-C-O-T-A-N-S-E-L, on Instagram at Buttery Tanzel, B-U-T-T-E-R-Y-T-A-N-S-E-L. That's a tough one to spell. It's not very intuitive. Um, if you want to send me money at paypal.com slash or I'm sorry, paypal.me slash Tanzel Loves You. That's T-A-N-S-E-L-L-O-V-E-S-Y-O-U. Or cash at me. My cash app username is Tanzel. If you got through all of this and saw, watch me or listen to me talk about dogs and baseball for a long time, then I appreciate you. I love you. I hope you listen to more and I hope you love and appreciate me as well. Thank you. Love you. Goodbye.